to the Luminance Podcast, where we shine the light on the good you are doing in the marketplace. Join host Sharon C. Jenkins, the master communicator, as she talks with iconic industry experts about the importance of being a servant leader in today's transitional world. Hello, everyone. This is Sharon C. Jenkins, the Master Communicator, and you are listening to Luminance. This is the place where we shine the light on people who are doing good in the land, in the nation, in the neighborhood, in the home, whoever you are, wherever you are doing something good. We just want to make sure that the world knows that, you know, it isn't all about bad news. It's about good news. And so today I have the opportunity to have Hugo V on the mic, and he is a sensational motivational speaker, and he actually helps people if they are struggling with addiction. So anyway, welcome, Hugo V. Uh, thank you. Good morning, Sharon. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, yes, yes. It is. The sun is shining and Houston is hot. Uh, and I know that you're from Houston with me. Correct. So, Hugo, tell us a little bit more about who you are and, you know, you've got to be doing something good in the earth because if you weren't, we wouldn't be shining the light on you. Absolutely. (laughs) I always say life is wonderful. (laughs) That's also the name of my company. But, you know, it's one of these things that took me a while to kind of just understand is how beautiful life is and how grateful we should all be that number one that we have breath and number two that we have the ability to do something with these 24 hours so just a quick thing is is, you know i'm the son of immigrants my parents are from south america bolivia and you know i was born in new york city but i grew up here in houston and throughout it all you know i I had a, a good childhood but like all of us is you know we had certain challenges certain things happened either in the neighborhood at school or in the family that didn't quite understand and you know my family pushed a lot of academics athletics and church but we didn't talk a lot about emotions and it didn't hit me till i was 30 that that's where i needed the most help with is understanding my emotions my feelings emotional intelligence wow So for our listeners who don't understand what emotional intelligence is, can you give us a definition? For me, it's being in touch with your feelings, knowing what you're feeling on a daily basis. Uh, I can tell you, like, the first time I went into – so I went into therapy because I had struggles with alcohol and compulsive gambling. So I was an addict, and I needed help. And the one thing that I realized is, since all addictions are an emotional disease, I needed help with emotions. So when I walked into my therapist's office, one of the first couple sessions, he asked me, what are you feeling? And I had no clue. You know, I knew usually I was angry. And some other times I was 
anxious or frustrated. And then, you know, I had moments of happiness or excitement. And so it took me a while and I answered, I said, well, I, I feel anxious because that was my kind of like go-to feeling. And then he asked me, what else are you feeling? And I thought it was a trick question. And I thought he was just kind of getting under my and I said, you know, it took me a lot just to come up with one feeling, but now he wanted a second feeling. And he could see that I was struggling. He says, well, you know, adults have multiple feelings all the time. A child who's like five or seven has only one feeling at a time. And that then started me on this journey to understand emotions, emotional intelligence on how to understand all my feelings all the time and be able to communicate them. That's the important piece of emotional intelligence, how to communicate your feelings so another person can hear you and listen to you. And so that where you're not saying it in some type of mean fashion or some type of, a, you know, where sometimes people feel like they're attacked when people start stating their feelings. And that's the whole key to emotional intelligence is just being aware of how you feel and how you can you communicate them to others. Wow, that's so powerful because we live in a touchy-feely world. And if you aren't interpreting those emotions correctly, then, I mean, sometimes you become a ticking bomb. So let me ask you another question, Hugo. I'm, I'm curious. You, unfortunately, had some dark times in your life where you had problems with addiction alcohol and and gambling. Can you share uh, what was the thing that made you turn around and say enough is enough? So I was 30 years old, and it was one of these nights where I was drunk and I had gambled and we had lost. The Rockets had just lost the Western Conference Finals to the Utah Jazz. This was 1997. And I was drowning my sorrows of losing money, already being drunk with some friends, and then at a bar drinking some more, and then I called my girlfriend to come over. And the first time is as she said no. And then that almost put me into a spiral of rejection and then everything else with uh, I was feeling about just frustration, sadness, and I didn't know all the any of these feelings. But it was that rejection that made me kind of look now we had a conversation six months ago when she had made a comment i think your family drinks too much and of course i got immediately defensive you know said no you know what you're talking about my family uh, there's nothing wrong with my family just like all of us we get we get we protect our family even though we know the dysfunction in our families and then from there i was just willing to go to a 12-step meeting you know about alcohol like that following Monday, and that kind of began began my journey of really just, I just wanted to understand some things. I just knew that I felt miserable, and I wanted to stop feeling miserable. And then later on, I wanted to stop fighting mainly with myself. Wow. Well, it seems as though that point in your life made you not only want to help yourself, but you wanted to help others. So tell us a little bit about what you've done, because you are a huge healer. That's what I would call you, 
So tell us about some of the things that the lessons that you've learned you are sharing with others to help them who might find themselves on the same road. Well, that's one of the things that I did learn from my family, from my parents. You know, you always need to help people, whether, you know, they're at the same level, they're above you, below you. And, and that's all kind of relative, but it's always help others. And then I also got that reinforced. I went to a Jesuit high school, and one of the things I talk about is, you know, to graduate, we had to do 100 hours of service work. And then when you get into 12-step programs, they talk about, you know, part of the, the way to really recover is to do service and to, you know, be there for anybody other, you know, someone that's more time than you, the same time or less time. And, you know, you got to be able there to always be available. So I think that I've had the beauty of having a lot of teachers about reinforcing how important being there, doing service work, volunteering, helping others is so vital to our own health, emotional health, or just our own immunity, uh, immune system. And so, and, and then throughout, throughout the years, I've just gained like much more knowledge because, you know, recovery is something that I've just wanted to learn more about. So I've always you know, gone to, you know, meetings, talked to people, conferences, retreats, you know, read books, you know, done therapy, all these things to try to understand what it means to, you know, my understanding myself better as well as help others, you know, and just get, you know, try to help clarify things for others. And I just realized what, those are a couple of the gifts that God has given me, public speaking, the ability to translate or define some types of these, some of these concepts, especially therapeutic, psychological concepts can be very vague. And God's given me a talent that I can explain it in a way, one, sharing my own experiences, and two, just understanding literature or how it's supposed to be so people then can, you know, have their own life. Sometimes getting people to ask the right questions, they have the answers inside them. My, my whole goal, like even with my company, is, is I'll ask you the right questions so then you, you can find the right answers. Hmm. Wow, that's really powerful. Very, very powerful. So I have another question for you. This metamorphosis in your life, how has it affected your external relationships with the people that you love? Well, the beauty of going into and just learning more about self-discovery, emotional intelligence, you're also learning how to communicate. Yeah, it's helped. All, and then, of course, and then doing step work, you know, making amends, you know, doing certain things, taking responsibility for my own life, forgiving myself, forgiving others. Yeah, it has allowed me to have much more intimate relationships. Because what I say is life is really about relationships. The relationship you have with yourself, with others, with a higher power, God, with your pets, with things that you kind of get, a, you know, become in contact with. So the better we become at understanding ourselves, that's what helped me be have just much more intimate relationships, which means that I'm getting more out of life because I feel more loved. I feel more appreciated. I feel more connected to the, anybody that I come in contact with. And then I think that, and people can pick up on your own energy level. So that, 
so I would encourage people, yeah, just keep uh, trying to improve your relationships. Wow. And so you rolled up your sleeves, you did the work, and now the benefits are? Uh, well, the benefits are is, is that so two and a half years ago, after a retreat, I rewrote the 12 steps of recovery, mainly just, you know, to, to try to do something different to close out the retreat. And then I was in my office and someone who works with me, you know, I said, you know, I want to do a YouTube video, you know, just to help people understand, you know, really the steps of recovery. So I just did like an intro video, seven minutes, you know, short. Then I did one on like on the overview of all the steps, 14 minutes, because I always know that people prefer shorter than longer videos. And then I just started a YouTube channel and that's how it, 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 my whole company began, mainly just trying to get information. Wow. I love it. I uh, love on the it. stuff, social media so they could learn. Wow. Yeah, because that's where they're hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some people, right. People, you never know who's out there. That's right. That's right. I mean, that person can be in Alaska somewhere or Australia or anywhere. So, yeah, kudos to you. And then my last question to you is, where do you see yourself in the next five, ten years? Because you have a dynamic business. You are healed, and you're moving forward in that healing. So what are some of your goals? Because, you know, it's going on for you. Uh, thank you. So, you know, I, I mainly started to kind of grow from YouTube channel into a website, into creating a business, because I just wanted to speak at middle schools, high schools, and treatment centers about recovery, about addiction. And then because of COVID, you know, I, I saw the opportunity. Well, there's other ways to get the message out besides speaking. So I see within five years, just keep growing my speaking career. Is, is right now, I just came out with an online course, the 12 Steps Explained, so then other people can see a video course, as well as doing recovery coaching, where helping people one-on-one -on -one to go through the steps, through recovery, gain some more emotional intelligence, and then also with my own podcast, The Whole Life is Wonderful dot Love, and doing all four things, speaking, writing, podcasting, and coaching, and just keep growing and getting the message out that it is healthy to ask for help. It is healthy to go to therapy, to go to 12-step rooms, and we have to get rid of all this stigma around mental health or mental illness or people going going for help for addictions. We just have to, you know, share our story and say life can be so much more better. What I say, life is wonderful, especially when you get to be in touch with your emotions and know your spiritual foundation. Life becomes so much more wonderful. Wow. I agree 100%. And, you know, Listeners, I met Hugo at a Houston Pod meeting, and he was so charismatic. Uh, and um, that, that's what gave me, how can I say, that's what gave me the permission to approach him, to ask him to be on the show, because 
even when you meet him in person, in person, excuse me, when you meet him in person, he just has this light about him and hope about him. And so I'm going to call him Mr. Wonderful because that's really who he is. So Mr. Wonderful, how can people reach out to you? and talk to you a little bit about addiction or whatever it is that they want to talk to you about. Well, the easiest thing to remember is my website, lifeiswonderful.love, L-O-V-E. That will showcase all the videos that I've done on YouTube. There's, there's 45 free videos, so you can go check out videos on spirituality, on step work, on emotional issues, and also that has a link to my podcast, even though I'm on all different platforms, shows you the speeches that I do, goes to the products, which will connect you. If you want to like buy a course, it'll connect you to my online store where you can purchase a course or purchase coaching. And really, it's just the website, and it has my phone number, email. There's so many, and I'm all the different social media that I'm on all all types. Whether we're talking about LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you can find Life Is Wonderful Love on all those different platforms, and that's the best way to get in contact with me and to connect more with what I'm doing. Sounds really good to me. Well, I want to thank you for being on Luminous today, and uh, we wish you more success and prosperity. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the time. <laughs> anyway, listening audience, I want to say, you know, we are really grateful for the good work that people do in the earth. Uh, that's the only way we're going to combat the bad stuff. And bad stuff happens, unfortunately, but it does. And people like Hugo uh, are bright light that are shining in this darkness. So I encourage you to reach out to him because he is Mr. Wonderful. Anyway, I want you to know I'll be back next week, same time, same place. 1 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, and we will have another person who is doing good in the earth to share their great message with you. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining our host, Sharon C. Jenkins, on Luminance Today. Tune in next week for a dynamic interview with another iconic expert. Remember that servant leadership is more than an idea. It's a chosen lifestyle.